Episode 107 of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. I have a fireside chat with a bloke who's gone from being a globe-trotting Microsoft trainer to starting a cocktail bar in an ex-funeral home and turned a profit after just five months. Spooky stuff. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Tim Reid. G'day, everyone, and welcome back to Australia's number one ranking small business marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reid. You're a motivated small business owner, and we are brought to you by the very, very good folk at Net Registry. And a big hello to everyone in the flying solo community as well. Now, here is what we are going to do today in this episode. Uh, I'm going to tackle a listener question, really, really good question from Justin Hazelton. Come to that in a minute. I'm going to tell you about a consulting business that I have launched. You've heard me touch on it in previous episodes. It's gone live. I'm excited and it's hopefully going to help you become a thought leader or an opinion leader in your industry. More on that in a minute. Um, Net Registry have got a crackingly good package that's going to get your business found online. I'm going to share that with you. And then we are going to talk to Gordon Ryan from Reviver Cocktail Bar, who, after five months, is turning a profit and is absolutely doing some great stuff from branding, customer experience. Um, He's just a marketer and he doesn't even know it. He's a great marketer. So big, big episode coming up. Okay, let's have a look at this listener question from Justin Hazelton. Justin, Justin says, I have just finished building a website for a client who is a wholesaler. They have a ton of stockists, and I'm sure that a few of them may need a new website, maybe even a shopping cart. Anyway, my question is, what would be the best way to approach those stockists to offer my services? Uh, I'm currently writing up a case study, he says, about the website he's just built. Um, it'll have some testimonial gold for his client, from his client, that's a good thing. And he'd just like to know the best way he could capitalize on the situation. Okay, so Justin's built a website, for a client, this client's got a whole lot of wholesalers, a whole lot of other businesses basically that Justin thinks he could provide his services to. How does he go about getting in front of them? Well, Justin, I am gonna give you five ideas. Number one, crazy one to start with, ready? Call them. I know, I know, isn't that just the wackiest thing? Pick up the phone and call them. I think often we kind of forget, uh, as much as I'm being facetious, I'm also being serious here. We do forget to pick the phone up and, and just call people. Cold calling is a bit yucky. That's why I create content like podcasts so that when people do contact me, they feel as though they know me. But it is a wonderful thing, that phone, so pick it up. Number two, do a video. Here's a, do the video. Like, watch episode 105. If you've got an iPhone, you will learn how to create great video using an iPhone. And you could create a video, Justin, whereby um, you basically, it's like a video letter, yeah, to your prospect. You know, introduce yourself. Um, you know, or if you didn't want to speak to camera, you could use something like ScreenFlow or Screener and actually walk your prospect through the website that you've built for another client and then just send them a link to that that video that you've, you've created uh, in an email. I like that idea. 
Uh, number three, you could get a whole lot of these wholesalers together, send them an email and, and invite them to a webinar. And on that webinar, you are gonna go through the characteristics of a successful website uh, and show them examples of ones you've built and how you work. I've actually created a product called Site Boost. It is on the products page of smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and it has got a load of characteristics of a successful website in it. Series of videos that um, Lukey and I created a few months ago and um, I think you would benefit from having a look at that, Justin. Number four, if you're local, if these guys are local or even if they're not, you could do some pretty cool direct mailing. Now you're a website developer, so I actually like the idea, every time I think of websites, the, the whole notion of they're a needle in a haystack. So it'd be kind of cool to send them a box full of hay with a little needle in it. Gotta be careful they don't prick themselves, but you know, that's a creative challenge in the making. But some cool direct marketing, like, you know, hay, needle in a haystack. Um, you could send them half a $50 bill and say, you know, if you wanna get, oh, you're not allowed to cut up money. You allowed to cut up money? I don't think you are. Say you were, you could cut up a $50 bill and say, if you want the other half, Let's meet and I can explain how I can make you that and more by building you a website that converts. Hey, like that? Number five, run an AdWord campaign targeting their business name and their personal name. So if they were to ever, and hey, who doesn't, Google themselves or their business, um, they're gonna see a little ad there directed exactly laser-focused, laser-targeted at them. And they're gonna click on it and go through to a dedicated page on your website saying, hey, I wanna build a website for you because I've done one for similar businesses like yours and I know what works. Righto, Justin, well, I hope that was of use to you. If you apply any of those ideas and one of them happens to work, hey, let us know. If you apply any of those ideas and none of them work, yeah, let us know anyway. Listeners, if you've got a question, send it to questions at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com or there is a little button on the homepage of the website where you can send me an email or send me a voicemail and ask me your question that way. Guys, I've mentioned these fantastic packages that Net Registry have put together. One of them, which I want to share with you now. Now, remember, these are exclusive to small business, big marketing listeners. One of them is called Grow Online, and it's a package that they've put together that will allow you to get found online, to get through that needle in a haystack problem that I was talking about earlier. Um, this package gives you a complimentary website analysis plus six months of search engine optimization where they will optimize five keywords for your business. And they'll help you identify what those keywords are. They'll give you monthly reporting and phone consultation with a dedicated account manager and a free SEO ebook. So important in this day and age to realize that having a website is fantastic, but ensuring that it's optimized for people to find it, particularly on Google, uh, is a very important thing. Grow Online package with Net Registry is 199 bucks a month with a six month commitment. That is dirt cheap, let me tell you. Um, click on the Net Registry banner at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and you will go straight through the three packages that they've got. Okay, what else have we got? Uh, let me tell you about getyourownshow.com.au. That is the new uh, consultancy that I've just started, where here's the thing, many, many people over the course of the last 
years, years now, I've been doing this podcast for three years, have been asking, how do I, how have I done it? How, is it? how have I got it to be the number one marketing podcast in the country? How do I put out a show every week? Um, lots of technical questions, lots of strategic questions, and I've decided to go ahead and put that into a little consulting business. So if you want to become an opinion leader in your industry, in your category, in your niche, then having a podcast, having a show is a damn good place to start. In this uh, Get Your Own Show package, you work directly with me and my team, Liam, my editor, and we and my designer. We The whole package comes together so that all you have to do is create the content. It's a 12-step process. I take you through content creation. So, you know, what what is your show going to be about? We name it. We help you. To, we design. We don't help you. We do design the album cover for um, for iTunes. We work with you on the right format. You know, interview, co-host, flying solo, all that type of stuff. We work on a structure. Uh, whether you're going to have seg- segments or it's just going to be one long flow through interview or little short snippets. I help you with attracting guests. I help you with hosting and interviewing skills. I, God help you. I, I help you with, um, we get the jingle together, the intro and the outro. We write it, we record it. We set you up in terms of telling you, well, not set you up, but we tell you what, what the right equipment to use is, how to use it, all that training. We do the editing of your first two shows, get them live on iTunes, talk about distribution of your show once it's up and running and the marketing of it. It is an exceptionally exciting time for me to be able to offer this. Um, The more people, the more small business owners out there podcasting, the better. Having their own show, the better. It does position you as an opinion leader. There are so many spin-offs to your business having its own show, to you having your own show. Um, It's nuts. I've listed 18 reasons why you should have one. Um, So go and check out getyourownshow.com.au. I'm excited by it um, and really looking forward to helping some of you guys get your own show. All right, Gordon Ryan, my guest today, Reviver, little cocktail bar in regional Australia, set up in 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 a former funeral home. Gordon is an ex, or not ex, he's a current, he's current Microsoft trainer, IT guy, decides to go and start a cocktail bar. It is a brilliant story. He shares it well. There's some videos in the show notes um, of Gordon doing his thing. Um, You can check them out in the show notes for episode 107 at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. You're going to love this interview, guys. See you on the other side. Gordon Ryan from Reviver Cocktail Bar in regional Australia. Welcome to Small Business Big Marketing. Thanks, Tim. Good to be here. Gordon, I have a question for you, a conundrum. You, your, your LinkedIn profile says, an IT trainer at Microsoft responsible for the creation and delivery of technical readiness training for the Microsoft Partner Channel. How does one go from that to starting a cocktail bar called Reviver in Gosford, regional Australia? Uh, good question. Uh, the, the simple answer is doing a lot of training meant uh, 200 plus nights away a year. Um, and that sounds exciting. You can tell the people who have traveled for business because you say you travel for business and they get excited. Uh, the people who have traveled for business go, oh, I feel your pain. So <laughs> two, 200 nights away a year and I was very keen to 
uh, basically move from being sort of self-employed because I say, I mean, I'm, I, I, my other company is Longneck Consulting and as I said, we do a lot of content development, we do content delivery, so we're all about getting people up to date with the latest Microsoft technologies. Mate, you've got th- you're a busy man. So you're you're cuz you are you back at Microsoft now? Uh, Have you started uh, Re- Reviver? Yeah, well, as I say, I, I'm, I, I work, uh, I do contract work for Microsoft. I'm not as such like a, the, 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 the sort of, for those in the know, it's a, a blue badge as a Microsoft employee. Uh, I was an orange badge, which mean, meant that I was a vendor, so I was basically contracting for right, them and, okay. and working so you, on a, yeah. You, you could choose your time. Pretty much, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, that, that then null and voids my next question, which is how <laughs> you do both. But yeah. uh, you choose when to do your training at Microsoft and your love is, is Reviver, Yeah. Correct, yep. Oh, excellent. Now, listen, um, a famous old copywriter, and I respect this guy immensely, uh, now now uh, left us, but he was a wonderful fellow. He said to me, avoid death references in one's marketing. He looked <laughs> me in the eye, and he was very serious because at the time I suggested an idea to him that avoided a tombstone. Now, you have thrown absolute caution to the wind. I have indeed. Tell us about the location of this cocktail bar called Reviver, the venue, and its flagship cocktail that it's built around. Okay, so the the building was built in 1938 by the Crichton brothers. The Crichton brothers are a family of funeral directors and have been so since the 1800s. Right. So they built this building, a fantastic Art Deco building. It, it's heritage listed. It's the last Art Deco building in the main street of Gosset. So it's a gorgeous building. And uh, so they built this in 1938. We have taken over the old Hearst garages. So what this means is we've basically got the space where they used to park the the hearses overnight and where they used to have the fridges out the back to keep everything nice and cool. Uh, and that wouldn't be the, the drinks and uh, the workers' lunch. It would be the corpses, I'd imagine. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. And so so we actually, um, when, when, when we were first working on the plan to to open the cocktail bar, there was another name um, that, that that sort of been put on, on the back burner, maybe for venue number two. And... Um, so, so we had this name, and we saw we saw the location, we saw the building, and we very quickly went. Hang on a second, we've got the name all wrong, because the obvious. Because I say there is a classic cocktail called the Corpse Reviver. It's a hair of the dog. It's a hangover cure, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And um, the it, and the sort of the, the famous reference from it is from the uh, Savoy cocktail book, which was published in about 1930, somewhere around there. And a guy called Harry Craddock, and his quote, and, and it's interesting because there's not many, there's there's very little commentary in the book regarding any of the drinks, but the. Um, the, the, the quote in the book is that basically four of these in quick succession will revive a corpse. The, the, uh, the sort of the, the, the unverified extension of that is then a fifth will return it to its previous state. Now, <laughs> given, given, given that, the, um, given that the, the, the venue, as I say, used to be a funeral home and was so for uh, close to 60-odd years, it was only in 2002 that it stopped being a funeral home, um, we, we've, we felt calling the bar Corpse Reviver may have been just a little bit too close to the bone for, for, for some of the residents and, and oh, the people you, who... You chickened out. We, we, we did, we did. But what we did, was, instead, we just truncated it because, you know, there's, it's, all, yep. it's always good to have something that's short and snappy and, yep. and, and sort of... So, and, so we shortened it to Reviver. 
Right. Okay. And and the and that was then also very much in keeping with with so much uh, of what we're doing in the space now. With Gosford, I mean Gosford is, is has very much suffered from that. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of my references tend to be US because I've spent a lot of time over there with my training. Well, this is um, just for, and this audience is actually global. So I've said regional Australia. Um, yep. Population of Gosford. Uh, population of Gosford, I think, in the whole area, off the top of my head, I'll say three hundred thousand. Okay. Where we we have a similar size population, like in terms of the Central Coast area, um, to Canberra. Okay, so it's a it's a beautiful part of the world. Now it's a fantastic part of the world. Just getting back to to references of death and you know corpse revivers and things. Yep. You know, a Feng Shui expert would have just looked you in the eye and laughed if if you if you had brought them in. What do you think of this venue? Well, and, and it's funny because because as I say, because it's an old building. Um, there's some, there's one of the the the, the immediate street appeal and, and 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 what literally just sort of stole stole my heart as soon as I saw the saw the space. Stole your heart. Yeah, pretty much is that the front of it is all sandstone. And it's actually local sandstone. So it came from just up on the hill up behind, which is, which is a nice little tie-in. But then once you walk inside the venue, down one wall, you have this massive sandstone wall. And it's all hand-cut and hand-chiseled and this sort of thing. And people walk in and they go, wow, how old is this? Because they, they look at it, it, it feels like you're in the rocks, somewhere like that. Right. And, and people assume that because it's all handwork and that sort of thing, that it's got to be sort of 150 years old or something like that. But as I said, it was built in 1938 and one of the Crichton brothers was also a stonemason. And so he was the one who actually did the work. So, so it's, there's some great, there's just Mate, so you many are an, You are a dead set, excuse the pun, romantic, aren't you? You're not a goth too, are you? You haven't got like tattooed tears or something dripping down your cheek. No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. <laughs> so tell me, always interested uh, in where business ideas come from and, 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 in fact, even more interested in the action required to bring them to life. So Microsoft trainer, travelling, I think, in, from what I've found, you've gone, you, your second home is Seattle. Yep. You know, you're sitting in planes, you're sitting in hotel rooms. How, do you, how does one go from going, you know what, I need to start a cocktail bar in Gosford to actually making it happen? Um, I, I guess you know. I guess I guess there's there's three steps. The first step is that you discover classic cocktails and just incredible hospitality. And, and I found that at this little bar in in Seattle called Zigzag, uh, they ha- had a legendary bartender there called Murray Stenson. Murray's now gone to another venue, but you know he is still. Um, I mean, Murray's sixty in his mid sixties. He's been t- bartending for thirty odd years. He is just incredible. Well, uh, okay, well, what makes him incredible? Is he was he just incredibly personable? Was he incredibly talented? What was he funny? What 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 really drew you in? It's it, it, it's it's real service. You know, it's it's incredible product knowledge. It's just fantastic customer service. So you know, the there's a, there's a famous um, cocktail sort of guy who tells the story that that the first time he went he, he went into a bar where Murray was working, he'd heard about Murray. He sat down, he had time for one drink, and he had to leave. Didn't get to talk to Murray at all. And Murray served him, but he didn't get to talk to him. He came back a year later, sat at the same seat, and Murray said, "Welcome back. So you like that seat? You know, wow. this, this, you know that's oh, and that's I love that." 
Yeah, you know, and and so every time I went to to zigzag, you know, I was I, I was made to feel like an honoured guest. I was made to feel like I was home. So so when I was travelling, you know, it was that great thing where there was this nice sort of touchstone that I knew that I could go into zigzag and I would be amongst friends and I'd be warmly welcomed. I'd get amazing drinks, which I couldn't get sort of anywhere else at that point in time. And I was getting people who were passionate about their product and knew the history of their product and. And just were, were that, so, so that was that was sort of the the what what really drove that experience. Two, two things, Gordon, because uh, you've got another two steps to share about bringing that idea to life. But um, did you ever ask this Murray guy how he did that? Uh, was he born with that the ability to remember? Because I find that just so yeah, so impressive. Um, I, it's not a conversation I've had with him, but okay. it, but in an interview that I've read about him, um, he, he's basically uh, credited with having a photographic memory. Yeah, that's okay. just yeah, no. it, it happened to me once before. Someone I dealt with once, uh, and who really I dealt with at a relatively superficial level. So I thought I saw them twelve months later, and they reeled off my three kids' names, my wife's name, asked after them all. I just thought, gee, that's impressive. Yep. I've never forgotten that. Yep. Secondly, is zigzag? Uh, do you know? It did was zigzag all about Murray? And when he left, zigzag was nothing, or zigzag was bigger than Murray? Um, Zigzag was bigger than Murray, right. uh, and, and is bigger than Murray. Because uh, that's always dangerous, isn't it? I mean, you oh, can... it, it is, and it, and it's funny. I, I know um, the the the, the, the it used to be a partnership. So uh, Ben and, and in Casey, and now Ben's just uh, Ben's sort of taken over it um, as such. And it was a conversation I, I'd had with both of them when Murray was there, um, and you know, and they always had that plan of you know what happens post Murray because as I say I mean yeah, Murray's right. in his sixties, so so they always figured that you know he was wasn't going to be there there forever and and and, and I mean as I say they post Murray yeah things went quiet for a little bit but they they stuck to what they do best and that's you know creating a fantastic atmosphere delivering exceptional drinks and and there I mean as I say you one of your things is very much talking about what the product is and it was, it was I was listening to your um, conversation with um, the sandwich guy oh, from yeah last episode so it's kind last- of the best sandwich of the, in America and yeah. uh, he, well, he was all about quality. Yeah, and well, Murray Stenson got Cocktail Bartender of the Year at Tales of the Cocktail in New Orleans the year before last. So, so he, was, he's, he was basically recognised as the best cocktail bartender effectively in the world, really. Wow. Um, and, you know, and so... Hey, anyway, this is not about Murray. Yep. This is about Reviver Gosford and I want to know what the other two steps were to bringing an idea from taking an idea from exactly that to, to what you've got now. So I'm so I'm in I'm in Seattle. I get spoiled. I get home to Gosford, and I go. You know, I could really do with a good drink, like just just uh, like a well-made drink, well executed, something interesting, something that doesn't have umbrellas and fruit juice and you know all of that sort of stuff. A good yeah, old. Oh, I quite like an umbrella and plastic muggy on my cocktail, but go on. Yeah, no, my my space is definitely your more booze forward Manhattan's, martinis, Sazerac's, old fashions. That's the space that I that that I love and I want to play in. And and I would get home and there was nowhere around here that was doing it. There was literally no one that was catering to that market. That was a gap in the market. Exactly, and and that's literally what it was. It's a case of realizing, hey, you know, I can't be the only one who wants to do this. And so the third step um, is that. 
So I, I, I meet my my amazing amazing partner Amanda, um, and at this point I'm actually about to leave. Like I, I'm I'm ready to move to Sydney, move to to Seattle. You know, Gosford's just not doing it for me. But you know, I meet I meet Amanda. She's got a, a, a an awesome seven year old. Um, you know, and so I'm thinking, okay, well. I want to say there's, there's reasons to stick around mm-hmm. and, you know, and I've always had this idea that I wanted to just sort of get a little bit of a change from what I was doing in the IT space. You know, I'd been doing it for, for 16, 18 years at that stage. So, I was ready for just to, something a little bit different right and new on. challenge. So, so Cupid's got hold of you. Cupid's got a hold of me, and and so and it's funny. Amanda actually initially suggested, well, why don't you do a cocktail bar in Gosford? And that came from her discussions within her business networks, because again, she runs a small business. She's got a uh, an independent optometry business at Lizrow called Sure Optical, you know, and. The, and so she's been running that for seven years. So she's got these great business networks already in place. And one of the things that she identified was that if they wanted to, if they wanted to go and have a business meeting, so if you wanted to go and meet with a client, um, your choices in Gosford was were effectively going to be the leagues club or one of the local hotels. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, some of the local hotels are not too bad at all. Some of the local hotels also were listed in the top 10 most violent venues in the state. <laughs> so, you know, so, so they each had their own um, draw cards. Yes, yeah. And um, so, but the thing was, you know, there wasn't that space where you could go and meet after work. And even if you just wanted to meet somewhere and go and grab a coffee at five o'clock in the afternoon in Gosford, you want to find a coffee, you have, you know, very limited choices. Uh, so, so we sort of had identified these, these two markets that really weren't being tapped into. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of really then started and that, that was kind of really the three-step process okay so you know find an awesome product see that it was missing locally and then be looking to to do something which would let me establish a, a business um locally um and, and move from there okay but tell me then so you, you've been inspired by zigzags in seattle you've come back to gosford clearly identified a gap, two gaps, a need. Um, Where was that point? Can you remember that exact point in time where you've gone, I'm actually going to do this? Never run a cocktail bar in my life, drunk many, I'm going to set one up. You know, in terms of it probably happened over a couple of conversations between me and Amanda where we kind of went, are we going to do this or not? And, and it was funny, you know, when I first said, you know, maybe maybe I should look at opening a, uh, like maybe having a cocktail bar, um, Amanda's grandparents had a two-bedroom house and they converted the second uh, bedroom into a, into just a bar um, and they used to love doing cocktails. And so Amanda's thinking, great, you know, we'll just set up a bar at home, things will be great. And then she realized, no, I wanted to open a full bar. But she, she gave me her full support. And and so, so that was kind of it. And we really, and so I then started looking um, probably September, August, September in 2010, 2010, started looking for locations and was really finding nothing. And we actually found this location just before Christmas. And so that's probably when it really started to to, to really start falling into place. That's when you started um, to get excited. Had, had you done, um, you sound like a bit of a, what I call a romantic, emotional uh, kind of business guy. Did you actually crunch any numbers? You got the IT background. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny. I, I do, I do get passionate about things, and I do get excited about things, but I do tend to overanalyze things as well. So, um, so yeah, I've def- definitely crunched some numbers, spent a lot of time um, talking to people, and 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 talking to other bar operators. And I mean, one of the was because I mean, I, I actually had a blog running at one stage where I was, and the blog was actually called In Search of Zigzag, and I was trying to find other bars like Zigzag in my travels. And so it was kind of like a, a hobby. So I got to know a lot of bars and a lot of sort of bar owners and bartenders in my travels. Mm-hmm. And so so I had, had sussed a lot of stuff out that way. And, um, you know, very much... Uh, Working with people and leveraging contacts, and because I mean, it, it's it's one of those classic things. People people like helping people. You know, people. Um, you know, if you start asking someone and you show genuine interest in what they do and what they're passionate about. More often than not, they're going to be very like they they they're going to want to help you and and sort of give you information um, where they can. Mm-hmm. And so and so. That was very much one of the things that that, that I leveraged. I would, yeah, right. I would talk to a lot of people, and so yeah. So so we started crunching numbers, going, okay, what are the numbers that are going to be needed to actually make this work, um, and is this doable? And clearly, it was. Tell me, um, uh, you've been open how long now, Gordon? We opened on the twenty fifth of May, so we're almost open five months. Are you profitable? We we well we broke even in about the third. Sorry, actually we broke even. I think it was six weeks or eight weeks in. We we started to break what? even. So how do you do that? You <laughs> it's, a, keep, it's 150 dollars a cocktail. Exactly. Uh, no, you you keep your cost bases very low, um, and you try to be very smart about how you do do things. So yeah, and. <laughs> and 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 you, and you work your tail off. <laughs> You're right. Okay. So five and six five or six weeks in. Um, get, put some numbers around it. H- how many staff? Um, uh, feel free to share your turnover. Or just just give I, I, an idea of it to our listeners of just the size of the business now. Um, as it stands now, where our, our turnover is probably going to be, well, I mean, forecast for the first year's turnover is probably going to come in somewhere around $400,000, dollars for mm-hmm. the year. Um, so, you know, I mean, we're not talking talking like stellar, uh, like, like sort of monumental stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're, we've, got a, we've got a team now of about five people um, so who, who sort of cover us. We're open six nights a week. Um, and, you know, and in amongst that, we've also, I mean, I, I'm very like part of the name of Reviver is very much about reviving things. We want to revive the sense of community um, and the idea of giving back to the community and that sort of thing. So we, for example, on Thursday night, uh, just gone, we had a charity event and we had the venue full and we raised close to $4,000 for World Sight Day. and you know, and I mean, and that is in itself is going to mean that there's going to be sort of eight hundred odd people now who can get glasses and an eye test and have their lives changed. Brilliant, and uh, some of the best marketing you'll ever do because you've just exposed your business to how many? Uh, well, exactly, because it's been picked up by. Uh, I mean, World Sight Day is pushing it out. Optometry Giving Site is pushing it out. It's going out through a bunch of uh, op- uh, optical industry magazines. And how many were at the event itself? Oh, the the event itself had about seventy people. Brilliant. So, so yeah, and and a, and a lot of those were um, probably eighty percent of those hadn't actually been to the venue before either. 
Yeah, right. Now, now I want to talk about, I want to sort of drill down into some of the marketing you do, and you've touched on yep. those kind of community charity events. You talk about this concept of the third place. Um, yep. Starbucks have talked about the concept of the third place. It came from a sociologicalist or whatever they're called. What was Sociologist, yep. Oh, now you put me on the spot. That's um, a- some, oh. some smart guy in America, came Ray, up Ray, this. Ray Oldenburg. Ray Oldenburg. So yep. you've got you've got work, you've got home, and then we all need this third place. Which, from my background research on what you're doing with Reviver, that's what you're trying to do. Let's talk. I've got a beef. I have got a beef, not with Reviver, but yep. most most a lot of cafes that I've ever been to, they don't get how we us humans yep. want to communicate and mingle now yep. my beef because i don't drink so i'm a wowser yep. so I, I i can't comment on bars although when i do go into bars and it's it's hard to talk yep. i'm getting old i'm 45 but you know like here's the thing a lot of us are on the road these days doing business in cafes Yep. I find very few cafes, and I'll, I'll put bars and cafes in the same kind of thing here, that acknowledge that. They've all yep. got their music blaring. All the yep. tables are close together. I can hear what the people next to me are saying. It, it's just not conducive. I mean, we don't always go to do business, but yep. do, do, your yeses tell me you agree. What is it? What are, what are they missing? Well, I mean, it, it's funny. The, as I said, the venue is an old garage. So we're talking concrete floors, stone walls, plus wood wall on one side, and a tin roof. An acoustic That's- nightmare. Acoustic nightmare. So um, we have down the down the walls, we have three big prints. So basically eight foot by three foot or 2.4, or eight foot by four foot, so 2.4 by uh, 1,200 prints. Now, as you walk in, there's some cocktail coasters and drinks and that sort of thing. People look in, they go, great, you know, photos, they're big, they look great. What they don't realize is that they're acoustic panels on the roof. Like, so, so again, a tin roof. Now, you can imagine what a tin roof is like when you've got a big uh, summer storm coming through or whatever. So, there's basically a double layer acoustic solution um, on the roof as well. And, you know, and that was one of the things that I walked in and I looked at the space and went, okay, I'm going to have to do something acoustically. So we set up the acoustics so that you're not dealing with really bad, bad reverb and that sort of thing. Did you get a, a, a sound specialist in? Um, I, yeah, I got, there was a local guy that, that did this sort of stuff mm-hmm. and, I, and I brought him in and said, okay, what's, what's my solution? How do I cut down on noise? Now, now as I say, when I'm looking at, at, at fit-out costs, you know, this is no small thing. And, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a, it's a $10,000, $12,000 acoustic, acoustic solution. But, be, you know, and as you said, you know, part of my thing about this space is that people should be able to come in and talk and connect. Because I'm like you, you know, one of my pet peeves is you go to a venue and you, you're yelling, you walk out at the end of the night, your throat is, is, is um, hoarse and, you know, and to, to have any kind of conversation, you're basically, you know, nibbling on someone's ear to try and talk to them. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, so you're romantic. So, so yeah, so, so depending upon location, that can be good. But, yeah. you know, if, if, if it's a space about, you know, coming in and relaxing, yep. I don't find that relaxing. So, you know, our, our music is, is, is set at a level. Um, and it's funny, I, I talk about sort of venues having arms race. So, you, you get this arms race between the customers and the staff. The staff can't hear the music, so they turn the music up so the, star, so the customers talk louder and it's basically who could win at the end of the night. 
Now, yeah. with here, you know, we have background music and our background music is sort of all older, you know. We've got show tunes, you know, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, uh, Diana Krall, you know. That's uh, the kind of space that we're doing. Well, exactly. And, you know, but the thing is people – and we get people complaining at times going, oh, can you turn the music up? And mm-hmm. it's like, no. Nah. Because no. <laughs> if people are talking and they're chatting, then I'm, I'm not going to turn the music it, up so that they so that they have to then talk over the music. It, it just fascinates me. I, I mean, and there's probably a few oh, – well, I know there's a lot of cafe owners listening. Um, tell me that I'm wrong. Challenge me on it. But I don't understand why uh, enough of them don't sit back and just reflect on what – the customer experience is, and as you say, not the staff experience or anyone else's experience, because I just think a lot of them aren't getting it. Uh, listeners, I am talking to Gordon Ryan, Microsoft IT trainer, come Reviver Gosford Cocktail Bar founder. Uh, exciting times. Now, Gordon, what I want to know is you've started this business, you've, you've turned a profit within six weeks. I love that. Things are going well after five months. What keeps you up at night? And don't say your partner's seven-year-old baby, a baby, baby <laughs> child, I should say. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's the typical small business stuff. I mean, cash flow is 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 one of those critical ones. Um, you know, and just watching what's happening there. Um, also, just. One of the, I mean, being five months, every month is a new month for us, and every month presents new challenges and and customer flows and that sort of thing. So, so keeping the customers coming through the door um, is 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 one of our big challenges, and and this this is sort of a, it's a multifold thing because um, Amanda and I through our marketing efforts and that sort of thing get people in the doors, uh, but then it's also we then have to make sure that our staff. Um, are delivering the product, and I, I mean, Amanda and I tend to be here a reasonable amount, so we obviously try and enforce that when we're here. But then, obviously, you know, making sure that the staff are consistently delivering that great service that has people getting the experience that that we want them to get, that that has them then coming back. That that's kind of one of the one of the the, the core things for us. How, how do you do that? Because I've seen some video of you making some cocktails and. The passion and the love of what it is you're doing right then and there is palpable. Palpable? Palpable. Don't know what that word means. Great <laughs> word. Like the syntax of it. But, um, you know, you've got it. Um, and I. this has happened with many small business owners. You start it out of passion and out of love. How do you transfer that across to staff so that, you know, you're not the, you're not the one uh, that the business revolves around? And, and and that's always been a critical part of Reviver as well, because Reviver was all from from word go was supposed to be a business that I would not be in five nights a week or seven nights a week or whatever it was going to be. You know, it was supposed to be a business that was a business that you know I could have a slightly hands off approach on. Um, so finding staff is critical, and then training staff is critical. Now, we got, um, we've, you know, we've been through one or two staff members already um, and, you know, and and you find some gems and you have some people that you think are going to be fantastic and and they just don't pan out the way that that, that you expect them to to pan out. as, I mean, where one of our finds, the the guy was basically had given up on on hospitality, um, and had really sort of lost lost his love for hospitality. And he came here, and he walked into the interview, and went, "Geez, what's what's the, an IT guy going to teach me about about cocktails?" <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, went, "Hang on a second, I can learn something here." And you know, and and we had a staff outing the other night. Um, 
And he, and it was, it was funny. His partner, now his fiance, you know, he said thank you guys, you know, because we we if, if he'd stayed at his previous job, you know, we wouldn't be together any longer, mm-hmm. um, just because of the the stress and whatever. And so you know, so I, I think it's that that space of you know staff training, treating a staff well, treating them with respect, but then also saying, hey, you know, this is this is what we're doing, this is what we're about now. And, and you know, there's um, there's a, a book called Good to Great. Mm-hmm. Um, which is an awesome book, awesome book. And, you know, you talk, talk about, you know, getting the right people on the bus and, and that's just such a big part of it. So, you get the right people on the bus, you get them in the right seats and then you work out where, and then you sort of, you head off on where you're going. And so, you know, getting the right people is just, is just, is our biggest challenge and it's a huge challenge for us because of where we are and sort of basically in a regional location. Yeah, I remember one of my previous interviews with, with, is with Jeff Harris, who is the founder of Flight Centre and he said, Getting uh, people say uh, people are the heart and soul of your business. He said that's bullshit. He said the right people are the heart and soul of your business. And yep. um, I'm hearing it all that every business owner I speak to. It's it's people. You know, getting those right people is just so so important. Yep. And, and I think one of the things that I found again, a previous interview uh, I did with uh, the head of people at Virgin Blue many years ago, domestic airline Virgin Blue said. Um, you know, build a brand that is going to attract the type of people that you want working for it. He said, yep. build one brand and build it really well. And he, he actually made the comment at the time that he did not have, he, you, would, you would have thought that employment ads would have been a very big expense of an airline. He didn't have that expense because people were self-selecting to want to work there. They were approaching yep. him. So interesting. Hey, um, we want to talk marketing, pricing, Listeners of my show will know that pricing is this ongoing conundrum of us all. How I've looked at your menu. Um, yep. How do you go about pricing a cocktail? Is there a particular formula that you use? Is it what have you done? Well, there's when it comes to hospitality, there's there's some general you know rules of thumb about where your sort of cost of goods should be coming in. Um, so you know, sort of twenty five percent. Thirty-three percent, depending upon what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, so that's 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 a starting point, and you know, it it, it does become very much a just a raw numbers game. Now, our in in terms of the local market, we are definitely not the cheapest um, alternative, uh, but. Because the because the Reviver brand is very much about quality, and it's about and people say who's your ideal customer, and my ideal customer is in, is somebody who appreciates quality and is willing to 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 buy quality. And if you look at our you know our house pours, you come in and you say I'll have a bourbon and coke. Our house pour is Maker's Mark. Now, you know so 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 we're not. Like and our house gin is beef eater. Like all of our products are all quality products, and and that's very much about what we're doing. And it's we're about quality drinks. We're about you know a quality experience. We're about a quality service. So and so I mean you walk in, we have fresh roses. There is candles in the environment. You know th- there is all these little bits and pieces. And um, yeah, I mean. That stuff costs money, so that stuff gets gets. You're setting an in. expectation. You you clearly using pricing as a way of establishing quality, but you've also actually got some some hefty uh, startup costs anyway. Your maker's mark versus your Jim Beam. Yeah. What are we talking? Twice the price? Oh, uh, not quite. 
30, 30 to 50% 30 on to some 50%. of those things, yeah. So you're told you don't drink. Hey, now let's talk marketing. So, yeah, so, so, so you've, got, you've got some you, – you definitely you – definitely, um, I mean, I say we're, it, it's about premium products, so. Yep, yep. Well, absolutely. So, and you don't want to be the cheapest around anyway. Where's that lead? Well, exactly. I mean, I'd say there's 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 a there's a bar down the road that'll that'll do a four dollar schooner for you, and you, know? you can have that four dollar schooner and then go and play the pokies. Happy days. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 again, you know that that's one of the things. One of the things about the environment was creating an environment that didn't have to, that or that doesn't have distractions. Yep. And now, and one of the early jokes was someone it was someone said, "Oh, please tell us you're not going to have pokies." It's like, you know, the only two screens that I have in the venue are my point of sale terminals. Love it. There's there's no TVs, you know, and 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 it's and again, it's getting back to this idea where this is supposed to be a place where people come in and they connect and they talk. Mm-hmm. And the moment that we start having TVs on the walls, we have like live bands in the corner or anything like that, then we're changing the focus. We're changing the dynamic. People are looking and there's this other thing which is disconnecting them from who they're with. And yeah, it, do, do, it, do you serve food at all? We do, we do. Um, we have sort of, and, and again, the, our our food menu is one of those things that's growing and evolving, and it's it's a key part of our strategy. Um, was that you know we have to have food, and because it's about the experience. Because I know when I go out and I have a drink, I like to have some food when I'm having a drink. So so yes, yeah, so, so so we do food, we do cheeses, we do dips. You know, we do sort of typical bar food. And again, that that's something that we're constantly doing sort of product um, development on, and 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 evaluating different things and trying different things as we go through. I mean, um, as I say, the the um, uh, was it was it was it uh, Tommy the the sandwich guy last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he'd sort of talk about that 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 continual. Improvement of the of the product and the and the evolution of the product and about having this quality product and delivering something that that is fantastic and and that that is the best that you can deliver and so that's that's very much as far as that we're in. So. Yeah, yeah, a lot to be said for quality. What just to to wrap up, uh, Gordon, and thanks so much for sharing all all of you that you've shared. Um, the best marketing. You're, you're five months in. Um, I've, yep. I've had a look at your website. Very, yep. very basic landing yep. page type stuff with the yep. menu. Yep. Um, not putting a lot of emphasis on the online world. Are you on Facebook? What, what yep. you, what's the best marketing that you're doing? I mean, our big focus is definitely Facebook. You know, we're after five months where we cracked 500 followers. Two weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we've got, and that's something that we do daily. You know, daily updates, and we try and keep them interesting. And it's not just about you know, here's a product, buy it. It's yeah. a, it's 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 trying to share stories and share interesting things, and and you know, that, that's that's very much. Uh, I mean, obviously, with the. Um, um, with the charity event we did, we shared. We actually shared one of the story. Shared this story of this 68-year-old in South Africa who hadn't been able to work for the past five years, but went to one of these clinics, got a new pair of glasses, and you know how her whole life has been turned around. Mm-hmm. And that was basically, and that, the cost of that was was five dollars. And we'd raised you know close to four thousand dollars the night right, before okay. for this charity. Um, so that's that's an example. You know, yesterday we did a post that you know we'd taken the entire crew down to Sydney and we were checking out other venues and 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 getting ideas and and doing that sort of thing. So you know, so it's it's about sharing our passion and sharing our stories and sharing our products as well. But but not trying to you know constantly ram it down people's throats mm-hmm. that you know you should come 
in and have a drink now. Oh, it um, work. I mean, it's, you know, clearly social media is people having conversations online and the minute you yep. start uh, pitching, uh, that doesn't happen in normal life and, you know, nor should it happen on, on your Facebook. So what you're doing sounds like uh, it's working. Yep. And it's just that challenge of keeping it going. What what other you so you do events? You've got some Facebook action happening. Yeah. Um, um, uh, so we've, we've got a we've got a, a joint event coming up next week with um, one of the local. So there's a couple of different local restaurants who we um, we work fairly closely with in terms of doing referrals because we're very much symbiotic in terms of we're a great place for. a for a pre-dinner drink or a post-dinner drink. So, and then people say, hey, we want to go and grab some dinner. Where can you recommend? Yeah. So, you know, so, so we, we try to make sure that we only recommend places that we would actually want to go to as well. Um, so, so, so we, we do that very much word of mouth. As I say, we're very much leveraging our, our sort of our networks and our business networks. Uh, you mentioned the, the video. We've had two different video stories. <clears throat> I've got one of the local uh, TV stations is actually was chasing me up at the moment because they want to do a story on us. So, you know, so we're trying to do that sort of thing where one of the, the very early decisions we made was not to be doing radio and sort of television and print because for the, for the audience that we're trying to attract, mm. we felt that that was too much of a scattergun approach. It was just sort of this big, broad, you know, shotgun approach, which would probably hit some of the people that we wanted, but would also hit potentially a lot of people who are going to come in and go, oh, it's too expensive. Oh, you know, the music's no good or whatever. And they're going to go off and they're going to say, tell their friends, you know, it's 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 not an, like a, it's basically oh, and, a bad venue. That kind so. of marketing, that's a bottomless pit, that radio and that, yeah, expensive and, uh, yeah, you're doing it well, I think. Hey, um, I always like to finish uh, my interviews with asking my guests, and if you've listened to previous interviews, I think you're going to – what am I going to ask, Gordon? Do you know? Uh, you put me on the spot here. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the most famous person you've ever met? And already I've had two previous guests say Bill Gates, and given you're a Microsoft kind of guy, I'm not going to allow you to say Bill Gates. Last week's guest, it was the Fonz. Which I thought yep. was pretty cool. What have you got? Uh, oh, I, actually, I, I can do Rolf Harris. Oh, wow. Thanks. Well, uh, how do we explain Rolf Harris to our international listeners? That is oh, a challenge I, in itself. Well, I, I was going to say the, uh, the, the, the English audience will be fine. Yeah. Uh, the American audience is going to be a little bit more yeah. challenging. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you give me something else? <laughs> <laughs> um. Google Rolf Harris, Americans. That's what we'll say. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. I think so. And I, 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 and I, I have met Ray Ozzy too, who was the uh, who at one stage was the chief software architect after Bill Gates at Microsoft. So oh, there. okay, all right. Another geek. There we go. Love it. Hey, Gordon Ryan, Reviver, Gosford, Cocktail Bar, living the dream. Thanks so much for joining us, and and everyone, if you are in Gosford at any point in time. Check out um, reviver.net.au or street address would be? 37A Man Street, Gosford. And, hey, just an old hearse garage and, you know, it's just that's what it's about, old funeral parlour. Go and have a that's drink it. there. Thanks, exactly. Gordon. Thanks, Timbo. We're going to pay a call on the Adams family. What a good guy Gordon Ryan is, and there is a bucket load of marketing gold right there. Um, I want to thank Lainey Kelly 
for introducing me to Gordon in the first place and suggesting that I do interview him. Lainey Kelly is from Marketing Muscle and she uh, is a very, very long time listener of the show. So thanks a million, Lainey. Um, guys, remember, Net Registry is the place where you can get your business sorted online. You can access them through the smallbusinessbigmarketing.com website. There's a banner on the homepage that you can click on and see all those packages. Get Your Own Show is a very exciting new venture. If you are looking to get your own show and do what I've done with small business, big marketing, then bring it on. Go to getyourownshow.com.au. Check out what it's all about and maybe we can work together to make that happen. Uh, Lots of great interviews in the pipeline as usual, and I'm really, really looking forward to bringing them to you over the coming weeks. Remember, this show comes out every Tuesday of every week of every month, of every year. Thanks for tuning in. May your marketing be the best marketing. See you next time. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.